came from the 508 and 508 Red present Beneath the Red Umbrella. society uses ignorance to paint a negative picture. Being ignorant tends to be a bad thing, doesn't it? However, we, as a species, tend to overlook how wonderful ignorance can be, and all the terrible things it can hide. Ignorance, my friends, really is bliss. 5.58pm Angelo Mariano stared at the digital clock that sat upon the mantel of the box fireplace in the center of the tailor's shop. A single drop of sweat beaded from his badly dyed black hair and dripped past his unblinking brown eye. 5.59pm. Angelo's breathing shortened into small, quivering gasps. His mouth gaped open in unspoken anticipation. 6pm. Angelo exhaled deeply and cleared his throat. He raised his trembling hand to adjust his watch to the exact time. His fucking watch was always running ahead. Six hours on the dot. Angelo adjusted the collar on his blue sports coat and straightened his tie in the mirror. He eyed his well-built frame up and down, inspecting how the suit hung from it. He nodded to the tailor who nervously waited in the wings praying the fit did not upset Mr. Mariano. At his command, the tailor shifted his tiny body toward Angelo in a rat-like scamper. Does the suit satisfy Mr. Mariano? Angelo, not breaking his gaze at the mirror, slipped a $1,000 bill into the tailor's hand. Get your wife something nice, Fred. Mr. Mariano is much too generous. Shall I put the suit on your tab? Angelo shook his head as he pulled 13 more $1,000 bills from his pocket and slid them to Fred. He shuffled his collar one last time before turning to face the tailor. Ain't no more debts, my man. Not one cent. As Angelo walked toward the exit, Fred the tailor called out again. Give my love to the missus. I hope she enjoys the anniversary dinner. Angelo looked back as he opened the shop door, winked at Fred, and walked through. Like it's our last... Angelo wished it was just his anniversary. His head swam as he walked down the busy street lined with local shops that made up Little Italy. He had six hours. Six hours to prove that old bitch wrong. 
He just needed to make it to midnight. His anniversary was the last thing on his mind. Today was the day Angelo Mariano would die. Angelo entered his Mercedes-Benz as his mind trailed back to that day. Coletta thought it would be a fun gag to get their fortunes told. A laugh for her 35th birthday. Coletta was always sentimental like that. Always finding these little things to break Angelo out of his tough guy shell. She even suggested pink ties for their wedding party. Made men in pink. The thought gave Angelo a laugh. It was just a silly gag. Just a dumb fucking night out. Then that old gypsy bitch grabbed Angelo's hand. She called it the Grim. November 3rd, 1973. Their 10th anniversary. Coletta shrugged it off as a stunt. But Angelo knew. As Nona told him in her stories in the old days. You can't escape the Grim. You can only delay its visit. As Nona knew. His madre too. They had the gift, just like the gypsy. He knew what she meant. November 3rd was his last day on Earth. 6.32pm. Angelo looked at the digital clock ticking away on his Mercedes-Benz dashboard and checked his watch. Still accurate. He stared across the street, through the windshield, as a bus drove by and thought to himself, How would it happen? Does he get mangled in an accident? Does he get ejected through the windshield by some stupid drunk fuck? Does he bleed out in the street like some fucking rodent? Does he? Angelo was startled from his mental rabbit hole by Fred the Taylor, knocking on his window and holding up a small box. Mr. Mariano, I believe you forgot this inside. Angelo rolled down the window and retrieved the box. Coletta's anniversary gift. That definitely would have been what did him in if he had forgot it. He opened the box to double-check the contents. A platinum necklace, sparkling with hundreds of diamonds. He spared no expense. Not this year. He placed the necklace back in the box, thanked Fred with another $1,000 bill, and sent him off just before he felt the passenger door slide open. Coletta entered the car dragging bags from every shop on the street behind her. The latest casualties in her war with trophy wife boredom. She turned to Angelo and kissed him on the cheek, leaving a light ring of pink lipstick behind. Happy anniversary, Angel! Her fur coat tickled Angelo's neck as she looked forward. Coletta was the only person on planet Earth besides Angelo's madre who could call him Angel without a smirk. Angelo slid the box onto her lap. Happy anniversary, baby. Coletta looked down and opened the box. She could barely contain her elation. Coletta bounced in her seat cheerfully, nearly sending the tits Angelo bought her last year tumbling out of her evening dress. Oh, Angel, it's perfect. Put it on me right now. Angelo obliged, clasping the gaudy thing around her neck. As it fell into her bosom, he flinched. There it was, right over her new tits. The necklace fell and wrapped on itself for only a second. It circled back around and formed a lopsided knot, a mark of the grim. The sweat beaded on his face as his breathing collapsed his lungs in and out heavily. 
Coletta shook Angelo to try to break him from his panic. Angel, are you okay? He came to and looked again. The grin was gone. The necklace hung straight as an arrow. He smiled at his wife and nodded in reassurance as they drove off. 8.12pm Angelo tapped his watch as he stepped into Antonio's Bistro with Coletta. The restaurant exploded in a chorus of greetings for the couple, echoing throughout the eatery. All of the boys were already there, a room full of Angelo's closest confidants, a room full of their children, a room full of their wives, some of which he had made widows, a room full of vendettas, jealousies, and knives at his back, a hundred ways to die, greeting him with a smile. Coletta shuffled ahead in her tight dress and fur coat and wrapped her arms around the only other man allowed to touch her in the building while keeping his fingers. Daddy! Mr. Sorvino clutched his daughter tightly, his short frame completely eclipsed by his daughter's tall, slender body. She pulled away and held up the necklace. Look what my angel got me for our anniversary. Mr. Sorvino smiled and nodded in approval. Hey, he's a good one. Mr. Sorvino winked at Angelo and waved Coletta away, who was more than happy to show off the jewelry to the other wives sitting in a tight huddle at the far corner of the restaurant, like a pit of vipers, with big hair and gaudy lipstick. Mr. Sorvino turned his smiling face to Angelo. Hey Angelo, I got something to show you out back. Mr. Sorvino was the boss. He may as well have been God. He could turn Angelo into a greasy stain with a nod of his head. This is it, Angelo thought, as a chill crawled up from his gut through his spine. He'd seen it a dozen times. He'd done it a hundred more. You get called into a quiet place. You walk in. You hear a split second of the whisper of a silenced gunshot, and then nothing. The big black. It's over. You're gone. About this cake, huh? Mr. Sorvino stood by Antonio's head chef. Both men were smiling ear to ear. A two-tier recreation of Angelo and Coletta's wedding cake sat next to them on a tray. You think Coletta will like it? Angelo stood there, dumbfounded. Mr. Sorvino cocked an eyebrow as he stared in concern. You good, chief? Angelo looked down at the cake, and the grim stared back at him. A rough-hewn noose drawn messily into the frosting. He hid his terror in front of the boss, biting his inner lip until he tasted blood. Cake? For the anniversary party, the one we're having right now? Angelo blinked and shook his head. The grim was gone. He shrugged it off and laughed nervously. Yeah, yeah, of course. The party. Yeah, yeah, she'll be thrilled. Mr. Sorvino eyed him up and down once more. When he was satisfied Angelo was okay, his cool smile returned, and he beamed with pride. Good, good. You kids deserve it. You go in there, settle with the missus. We'll take care of everything here, okay? I know we're in good hands, boss. Thanks. As Angelo turned to leave, he felt the chill come back. Mr. Sorvino was following him. Angelo recoiled slightly as an arm slid over his shoulder. 
Angelo, before you go, that thing with the guy, you know, down in the place, we're all good, right? Angelo's mind drifted to the night before, when he buried Polly's zigzags in a cornfield in some hick suburb over the bridge. Coletto was showing his wife the necklace in a booth on the other side of the restaurant as he stared at her. Another vendetta owed. Another bullet he may eat today. Angelo nodded at Mr. Sorvino. All good, boss. Mr. Sorvino gave Angelo's shoulder a soft pat of approval before letting him go. That's my boy. 11.02 p.m. Angelo nervously checked his watch, comparing the time to the wall clock hanging in the main dining room as they served the cake. His eyes shifted to the cake's direction to confirm the grim was gone. Then he had a horrible thought. Maybe the cake was poison. Maybe a rival family slipped some cyanide in the frosting to take them all out at once. He moved away from Coletta sharply when she tried to feed him a piece. His face twisted into abject revulsion as she stood there dumbfounded. What's the matter, Angel? You loved this cake. Angelo could feel his heart thumping inside his chest like a jackhammer. His lungs heaved like they were full of hot lead. His wife stared at him with deep concern. He slowed his breathing as he realized everyone in the restaurant had joined her. Angelo's eyes darted around the room full of worried onlookers nervously. He chuckled and shrugged it off. A wedding cake with chocolate. You know I hate yellow, huh? Everyone laughed. Everyone except Coletta. She could see through Angelo's bullshit with laser accuracy. She yanked Angelo in close with a sharp jerk and moved her mouth to his ear. What is wrong with you? I'm fine, I swear. You just surprised me is all. Is there anything we could get you, Mr. Mariano? Angelo turned to signal the waiter to fuck off. But froze as he stared up at his face. There, carved perfectly into his forehead, with streaks of blood running down into his eyes, stared the grim. Angelo let out a scream as he reached for the 9mm Beretta he had tucked in his holster under his armpit. The entire restaurant slowed to a silent crawl as the patrons all stared nervously at Angelo as he cupped the gun in his jacket and stood up. You coming for me, eh? You the one? Coletta stood up and grabbed Angelo's arm, jerking it away from the gun. Angelo turned to her in surprise, then turned back to the waiter. He stood there, silent and shaking. Piss ran down his leg and formed a dark stain on his pants. The grin was no longer there. What is going on with you? The restaurant stared at Angelo in silence. They knew better than to speak out of turn. But Mr. Sorvino cleared his throat finally spoke up. Angelo, go on and take a breath. 11.40pm. Angelo eyed his watch as Coletta wiped the sweat from his face with a wet napkin in Antonio's bathroom. The sweat wouldn't stop. It beaded under his suit and sheets. His heart jackhammered with no sign of ceasing. He just had 20 minutes. 20 more minutes and he'd prove nightmare was over. Coletta eyed him up and down with a knowing look. 
She asked him a question, as calmly as she would a summer breeze, but it sliced into Angela's soul just as smoothly. This is about what that fortune teller said, isn't it? Angela was paralyzed by fear. His eyes widened to the size of saucers and shifted to the Beretta still neatly tucked under his armpit as he thought the unthinkable. How the fuck did you know that? A wife knows. The date, our anniversary, I was worried she got to you more than you said. Your mom and your grandma always filled your head with that silliness. Angelo kept his eyes on his pistol as his wife consoled him. He didn't want to think what he was thinking. But he was thinking it. It's not real, Angel. No one knows when they're gonna die, okay? And some old gypsy doesn't know any better than us, okay? Angelo nodded and smiled half-heartedly. He didn't believe her, but he wanted to. After a few moments, Coletta stood up. I'll give you a few to get it together. And then, can we please enjoy the rest of the party? She laughed nervously before leaving the room. Angelo splashed some water on his face from the sink and stared himself down in the mirror. He slapped himself in the face lightly, a check to toughen himself up. Come on, Mariano, get it together. He checked his watch one last time. 11.55 p.m. Five minutes. Home free. Angelo left the bathroom and began to walk toward the main dining room where he noticed it. His eyes shifted from one side of the room to the other in perplexion. Everyone was gone. All the patrons. Mr. Sorvino. Cake. All gone. All except one. Cased the empty dining room as he slowly approached the lone person standing at the center. Coletta stood there with her back turned to him, twirling a white umbrella that dripped red. Angelo slowly reached out to touch her shoulder when she suddenly spun in place. Angelo recoiled from his wife in terror and drew his beretta. There his wife stood, staring at the grim carved deep into her forehead as the blood dripped down over her black eyes. She smiled. It's time, Angel. Angelo screamed at her in a flurry of rage and fear as he held the pistol on her. He checked his watch. Ah, you fucking bitch, I beat you. You're too fucking late. What are you doing, Angel? I you was were just... fucking nothing. The bullet hit Coletta's forehead in the dead center of the grim. He watched her slowly fall to the ground with pride. He beat it. He beat the fucking grim. Angelo felt something tear into his neck like a burning razor. He began to choke. He coughed into his hand, staining it deep red fell to his knees to see Mr. Sorvino drawing down on him with his own gun, tears filling his eyes and a faint steam of smoke coming from the barrel. The dining room full of people stared at Angelo in terror as he fell to the floor. 
Coletta laid in front of him, a pool of blood from the back of her head seeping into the restaurant rug. As the final glimmers of light struggled to stay in his eyes, he looked up to the wall clock. 11.59pm. That fucking watch always ran fast.